One. Welcome, everyone, to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And as I always say, I've got another servant here, but it's going to be interesting. She's serving businesses on the back end when they take payments and how she can save and make that process so much easier with her service that she provides. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Stacy Cloney rhymes with Tony from Cloney Works right here with you. We'll never forget that. Well, let's start Hopefully in the beginning. Not why you started all this and, and what spurred you on to start this company? Hey, I have a familiar story. 2008, I was graciously asked to leave a very large corporation. I would have done the same thing if it said Cloney's on the building versus Macy's. I would have done the same. But there was roughly 10,000 of us that were let go over about a three-year span in the Minneapolis market as we used to be Dayton's, Hudson's, Marshall Fields. And then we morphed and we were bought and sold by Federated and then bought and sold again to Macy's and Macy's didn't need all that replication. And my day job back then used to be, I had 69 stores of the marketplaces and I was the director of operations. Mm -hmm. So finding my replacement job in 2008 was not as easy to, to be found and it meant I would probably have to relocate and with a husband gainfully employed and three children, it didn't look like we were going to be able to move to one of the markets that were bigger markets in the restaurant industry. And I accustomed to what I needed to make. So I opened my own company and I've had Clony Works since 2008. And what it's morphed to be because of my project management skill set, I kept frequently getting called, hey, will you shop my insurance? Sure, I can shop your insurance. Hey, will you shop my credit card processing? Or nonprofits would call me and say, we need to do take payment processing for um, a gala, an auction. So I'd shop that. And then I'd get asked to shop payroll. And over the years, I have learned, you know what? I'm going to lean into two things. Payments, which you do need a POS to take those payments, and payroll. payroll. And I broker payments and payroll for the clients that are looking to be able to take a payment and make it either online, in shop, or over the web, um, over a computer or a telephone call. And then I also look to help people with their payroll. Because I find over the years, many businesses that opened a business are not savvy in payroll and they do it for a while. And then they maybe make a mistake or their business grows at a, a nice clip and they wanna take payroll off their plate. So I broker it out and bring them back two or three options to select from, and then they make their choice on which payroll they want. What kind of value can you bring compared to the big guys? Don't need to name the companies. Everybody knows big payroll companies. What value can you bring to these services you like to provide? So if we talk with the payroll first, I'm working with those. I'm, I am brokering and have relationships with paychecks, Paylocity, the list can go on and on. I have six that I refer on a pretty regular basis. And the same is with the payments option, where it's a little different in the payments option. Many of the clients that come to me are, po are possibly with TSIS right now. And when we look at their statement and the equipment they're, they're using, sometimes they're just using equipment that's not as technical as savvy. And so by making that switch, we can lower their basis points so they don't have additional fees. Um, or streamline things that are taking them more, more steps. And I'll give you an example of that. Let's say you have a retail shop and you're selling popcorn. 
And some customers call in to order the popcorn and you ship it out. And some customers go online to order the popcorn and then they pay online. And some customers come on site. That reference that I'm making, they had three different payment providers and we were able to streamline it to one gateway, one provider. Now they're not balancing three statements and we're able to save them some basis points in doing that at the same time. Small business, medium-sized business, all have, you know, they all have payment processors. It's all about the money. Yeah. What can you do money-wise? That is correct. Um, I'm going to give you a different example about yeah. the money. I have recently, I had an auto mechanic shop that had been paying about $750 a month in their credit card processing because when they opened their company, they were brand new and they, they didn't know how much they were gonna make. Now they're trending about $70,000 a month in credit card processing. When they opened their account, they were trending and their goal, their plan was 10,000 a month. So in their fourth year of business, now that they have two bays, not one, and they're trending 70,000 on average a month in credit card processing, was able to reshop it with their same provider. They're still with TSIS and we're able to take that, take them down to about $500 a month. And that particular auto, auto shop was also paying a non-PCI uh, non compliance fee of $70 a month that because he thought it was a past pass fail test and it was going to be very complicated, he wasn't taking it. And now that we have him PCI compliance, he's saving $200 a month in processing plus $70 less in the in non-PCI compliance fee. And that's, a, that's one of the things that when I talk with business owners, I'll be a stream, very candid. I know of a gentleman who owns a marina and he says, I'm paying $125 a month and I'm not PCI compliant. And I say to Bill, Bill, that's a risk you're putting at your customer, but also a risk to your business. It's too complicated. They've made it too complicated. The questionnaire was, and his, his thought was, it was 360 questions. When I went and met with him and helped him call his provider, and they helped him through the, the survey and the scans, he's now saving it, but he thought it was this pass-fail. And it is, you do need to pass it but it isn't as complicated. Generally speaking, you can call your PCI compliance and say, I don't know what I'm doing here. Talk me through it. They won't give you the answers, but they'll make sure you understand the questions that you're answering. And they really do boil down to, no, I don't leave the credit card information on my desk that everyone can see. And yes, the people who have the access have a password. And yes, we're using a secured site. But it's that unknown of what you don't know. And some of these people are paying that fee just because they have a fear of they won't they won't pass the test. And then they think maybe their credit card um, option is just going to go away. So it's educating people. True service. I love that, Stacey, because you just saved two companies a few thousand dollars a year. What could they do with that? Is it payroll tie? You know, there's so many things that money can go to. And that's the whole idea as an advisor consultant. I think about is what can you say? Because it's really about the bottom line. Um, PCI complaint, can you explain that briefly for people that may have a business and credit cards? So let's use a, um, a chiropractor. When you just yeah. have a little pin pad on the desk, it's 
less than 25 questions. You call in, they ask you specific questions and you can do it online. Once you've taken your first or second one, most people just opt to taking it online. But the first couple of times when it is really something that's being plugged in through the ethernet, you answer these questions. They're really making sure that the information you're keeping, you're not storing that can be accessed by anyone and that you are putting in the information that the credit card processor is asking for. And that specifically is this. If it asks for the home address, all they want is the numbers of the home to check that that's registered to the card. So if you live at 408 Parker's Lake Drive, they only need you to type in 408. Then the next prompt is going to be, what is the zip code? And you'll put in the zip code. And the number one error that happens is think of it this way. Maybe you reached for your corporate business credit card instead of your personal, and you give them your home zip code and it doesn't coordinate, the merchant still has the opportunity to say, hey, Steve, is this a business card? Because it's beeping at me. Oh, that's right. That's my business card. Or, oh, that's right. That's my home card. I always share this story. I used to, for years, drive my mother-in-law to and from Phoenix, Arizona. And the first couple of times, she'd hand me her credit card and I'd put in my zip code. And they'd say, come and pay in the, come and pay inside. I put in my zip code because I'm a creature of habit. I put in mine. By about the second time, I'd remember to put hers in. But back to what that question you asked of that savings is, if the German, that the POS asks for a question, put in the information, it will help reduce your fees. And it isn't that complicated. It's usually the street numbers, the zip code, and the code that's on the card. Yeah, no, that's great because... Everybody wants to be compliant, but you're right. We're so busy. That's a third-party thing. I don't want to deal with you come in and do that. Let's go on the payroll side. Very familiar with the payroll side. What what can you save? Let's go back to money and with a company with payroll. I, I know there's some discrepancies I've seen. Well, you pay. You get what you pay for. So let let's without throwing anyone under the bus, but just because our audience knows paychecks, paylocity, Heartland, um, ADP. Oftentimes when I'm referred, and I'm going to be as candid as I can, oftentimes when I'm referred, the business has made a mistake. But they are frustrated because every time they call in, they have somebody new. Well, if you're working with one of those big houses, you're more than likely going to work with someone new. Because I don't think it's a surprise to people that when you're working where you have goals and objectives and you can win swag and get that company trip because you're a double black diamond or something like that, those goals and objectives, people leave because either they don't make them or some of them figure out, hey, I can leave and I can go bring those people to the next place. So Oftentimes, when I get someone for payroll, they're frustrated that when they call, it's somebody different on a, on a regular occurrence, or they've made a mistake, because a lot of the businesses, such as um, a lawn care provider, he mows lawns all day, they do landscape all day, he has a team of 15 people, and then when he goes home after the day, he's tired, and now he's trying to key in payroll. So he literally made a couple mistakes that were costly to him. He was referred to me. We brought him to a different provider, but everything is done. It's all done on a dashboard. He still can release his payroll. He still can see what's happening, but now they're telling him when it's time to do a new W, um, two W-2s for the state of Minnesota. They're telling him when it's time to do any new checking. They're telling him when it's time to give somebody a review. 
they helped him get his handbook because he had over 10 employees and didn't have a handbook. But you pay for what you get for some of those conveniences. So I can shop and find someone with, let's use 15 as an example, payroll as low as $40 per payroll and as high as 125. But some of the things you need, do you need GPS stamping, clocking in and out? And if you say no, you're probably not going to want to have, have that one that offers it. We can bring you somewhere else. And because I network so often, I also can go and shop by zip code. If you really want to have a local person in town, I can take you with a, quite a few people that I network with and refer you to them as well. When you want to know Tim or Jane or Sally that's doing your payroll. But there's all kinds of options. And the gamut can be as low as $40 a month and up to, I think the highest one I've ever written was one twenty-five. dollars yeah. per payroll. Yeah. No, I like that because people are busy. We've talked about before with processing. How much time does it, because I want to reiterate this to people listening, how much time mm -hmm. do you take? I've got XYZ company. Okay, Stacy, I need to find a better payroll. How much time do you spend shopping? So now I'm going to tell you about a drill company. It's a family owned. One person is the owner draw, and then they have three drillers slash repair people. I don't know their exact titles, but they, they drill wells up in Wisconsin. She was telling me payroll was taking her eight hours per payroll, and they had somebody who had garnished wages. So it was taking her quite a bit of time. In eight hours, I take that back, eight hours a month. For me to find her payroll, I was able to bring her back three, um, three different options. Next day, because I shop it so frequently, I do that whole intake, how many, how frequent, who's on the payroll, what do we need, what don't we need. I go put that out to all the companies and then they give me back that bid. And I usually can turn that around by next day. And when the company that she selected, she had eight hours back a day. She just gets to see it on her dashboard when it's time to release it. And now she has everything on file that she's supposed to have on file, but it's also cloud-based because she was having a hard time keeping every all the records that you need for an employee. And they had experienced an audit of some type and they had missed their taxes being paid one quarter. And now it's all automated. So she gets, it's toggled on to give her reminders and it's saving her, at, at, if memory serves me, about eight hours per month. That's huge. That That's such a big, big, uh, it's just such a way to serve. So if I was going to shop myself, I decide, you know what, I got to change. How much time am I going to take not using you, Stacy, to go find this correct payroll? Or even if I find the correct payroll, I mean, how much time am I going to put into that? Approximately. Yeah. Well, I when I shop it for people, let's use a nonprofit, a recent one. Mm -hmm. I probably invested maybe two and a half to three hours to get the quotes, to give all the information to the three different providers. I probably invested about two and a half to three hours to get that, to bring that back, and then give them the information in apples to apples. This one has a contract. This one doesn't have a contract. This one has an agreement. This one is this per month. This is what they'll do for filing. This is who's going to send you a W-2 with a fee or without a, without a fee. So they can evaluate it and make the best decision for them. So if I did it myself, it'll look at seven, eight hours. I might not even do it right because I don't know what I'm looking for. I want to put the spotlight on you. That's why, I, and I love how you answered that. 
you're going to save me 78 hours and a lot of money because you're going to find the right person or right two or three people that I can choose from. Well, and the other piece of that is when you're talking with a salesperson, if I worked for said company, let's just call it Orange Payroll. If I worked for Orange Payroll, my goal is to get you to choose me today and offer bells and whistles that you might not even need to keep you on the phone, to keep you invested, to sign you today. As a broker, I of course I want to earn your business, but if I don't earn your business, I'm not your payroll provider, I'm your broker. So they usually give me a one-time spiff, a stipend for doing the legwork, and you make that choice. And I'm not trying to add layer things on, all those sticky points, yeah. I'm just really trying to find, based off what you told me and what the needs of the business are, line that up with what you can have out there with a payroll provider. And if you grow and outgrow something, always plant the picture of, wait, there's more. But you don't need, wait, there's more, always right off the get-go. And in my industry, it's very common. I, I write a ton of realtors. It's one person who they need a W-2 because they may want to buy a home or a car and, you know, they get paid on commission. So they may have somebody who sits at their open houses or stages their houses yeah. for them and themselves. So I'm writing payroll for people as few as one, two and threes, but then they don't have to worry about any of the filings. We get that done for them. And now they have a W-2 when they want to go make a large purchase. What's one of the biggest mistakes a cut business makes with payroll? Um, my pause is because I'm trying to, I always try to think of the last. Yeah. Uh, so the last mistake is the common mistake. They were coming from a provider that was over $120 per payroll and they ran two payrolls a month. And they were frustrated because they weren't getting good response. So she had me shop it out and I did shop it out and we found her ones that were about 90. And then if she selected to go with Gusto, I'm only saying Gusto, it's a good product, but the savings was so great with Gusto. She did, opted to go with Gusto and we, I painted the picture and you can do it. It is a dashboard. So many of my customers really enjoy Gusto. They find it very easy to work with. About six weeks in, she said, I didn't know I still had to do it. And I said, well, it's not magic. <laughs> so she stayed with Gusto for about six weeks. She did three. She did her couple of weeks worth of payroll. And then she opted to go to the next level up. But she was still in the middle of where she was. That's a mistake sometimes. Sometimes when you buy off of price and you still don't weigh out how much time it's still going to take you. That's where sometimes the errors come in. And her other option was, and we ran, we ran the numbers. Was I could pay a bookkeeper that I pay X per hour to do it. And, I, and then when we ran the math, she was going to be more than her, 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 her prior provider. So sometimes when you're just looking at cost, the savings outweighs what its functionality is yeah. going to be or what your expertise is. So let's face it, if you are an outstanding landscaper and mow lawns and do all the snow removal, and you don't know all the nuances about payroll, you may want to spend a little bit more to get those resources and that phone number to call when you have a question. You have a customer employee issue. You have resources. So sometimes it's 
purely cost that people make the decision off of, and then they have to reshop it faster than they thought. Right. And I love great advice. Uh, let's do a shout out. How can people reach out to you? I know people are listening going, I need to talk to Stacy. How can they find you? Well, if they're looking for Stacy Colony Rhymes with Tony, they can find me at H7 every Tuesday morning, 8.30 Central at Minneapolis and beyond. They can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, I spend an awful lot of time through LinkedIn networking and referring people and helping people with recruiting. And they can just call me or email me. And I don't know if you want me to throw that information You want out. to, yeah, throw it out there if you want. So it's, um, the best way is probably to email me, and that would be stacy at cloneyworks.com. And Stacy is S-T-A-C-Y at cloney, K-L-O-N-E, works, W-E-R-K-S dot com. Stacy at cloneyworks.com. Perfect. Well, I, I love that. I'm going to do a favor because can I get a little crazy? Sure. I like to get crazy on these shows. So I'm going to first two people that reach out to you, Stacy, I'm going to send them a gift because I think people need to talk to you. And I don't think they should. I talk to business owners all the time. Payroll and um, uh, pro processing Price. is a big financial draw. So if you can save them money, it's going to save a lot of businesses. Uh, we're right out of time here. Real if I could get one more favor from you, can you just leave my audience a tip that's helped you through your journey in life? Absolutely. And I'm going to lean into the camera. And if you're just listening, my I've got gestures here and everything. Here's my tip for you. Go to your dashboards. Go to the envelope. Open the statement. Whether you call me or you call your current provider, look at your statements. There, there's things sunsetting. The card not present is costing you more money. You may have missed something that's costing you more money. The answers are in the statement. I truly mean this when I say it. I do not think that payroll providers and credit card processors are trying to take money. I believe they're putting the information on the statement. You have to open them. You have to look at them and you have to ask, ask those questions to get the value out of that, call your person if you don't know what you're looking at, or give me a call and I'll give you no obligation. I'll tell you, oh yeah, you are paying PCI non-compliance fees, or hey, your basis points, you're paying more because of card not present. I might be able just to tell you how to use your equipment better or give you savings of education that will save you money. But open and look at your statements. 